happy Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. I'm C.L. Whiteside, and this is the Non-Microwave Truth. You remember that song Drake had? Well, I think he was featured on it about, what, seven, eight years ago. He said, I got the club going up on a Tuesday. Some, some and your girl, she choosing. That just made me think, where do you think, and this is our first world problem today, our first world problem question. Where do you think you would find Jesus and his disciples? Like, in Mark 2 and in Luke 15, it, it talks about Jesus eating with the, the tax, collectors, tax collectors and sinners. Jesus being associated with the sinners. He wasn't kicking it with the, the church going folks as much as some people thought he should. But where would we find Jesus today? Like, where would his disciples be? Would they be considered like thugs and rebels? Almost like a gang or a little clique, like 12 disciples, hashtag 12 disciples. One, two, one, two. Where do you think Jesus and his disciples would be today? I almost think they would have to be, maybe not necessarily in the club, but they would all, the clubs or the bar, they would definitely be about a bar though. And I could just imagine the after party where Jesus dropped some gospel. And you have all the church going folks mad saying, see, Jesus and his 12 disciples, they was out partying again. Yep. They was at the, they was at the after party. They was at a bar with all those sinners, all those heathens. Or I saw Jesus on Kimmy Snapchat. Who was Kimmy? Oh, Kimmy, 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 the stripper. Yes. But it was weird, though. He was talking about repenting and switching up your ways and. People going to hate on you, but the Lord still loves you. It was weird, man. I couldn't believe Kimmy put him on her Snapchat. And this wasn't the private story either. This was like for everybody to see. And Kimmy's story's been real PG lately. And I can hear the new stories and titles now. Jesus and the woman at Denny's or the Waffle House. This is Jesus M.O. Jesus talking to people who lived a promiscuous double life in the streets those sinners, and I said it almost with air quotes because we all are sinners, of course. But again, back to that question, where do you think you will find Jesus and his disciples today? Would they be in the club, in the bar, or would they just wait till after bar or the pregame? Or would Jesus be found at the, the fairs and the parks and different restaurants eating with sinners and uh, deemed as bad people in our society? Where do you think you will find Jesus and his disciples in our world today? And this is our first world problem. Oh, yeah. And if you got a little confused on why in the world was I talking about like Jesus and the woman at Denny's or Jesus and the woman at Waffle House? I was going off of John 4, where Jesus and the Samaritan women meet at the well. Well, and that woman had a promiscuous past. So I was kind of being like, all right, today's story would be Jesus and the woman at Denny's or at the Waffle House because we don't have any wells in America. I mean, we do, but we're more likely to find somebody at the Waffle House or Denny's, some of that nature. But yeah, this is our first word problem. Where do you think you'd find Jesus and his disciples hanging out and kicking it in our world of today? Would they be at all the parties, the family gatherings, the bars, the clubs, the lounges, the fairs, the parks, or wherever the popular spot is to be? Tell me what you're thinking. My handle is championlife23, Instagram and Twitter.
It's dinner time. The title of our episode today is Stone Sharpens Iron. Stone Sharpens Iron. Now, I'm guessing a lot of you have heard the iron sharpens iron phrase in from, from Proverbs 27, verse 17. But I started looking and I came across the Bible verse from Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10, that says, If the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. But wisdom, and then it kind of goes with the parentheses, but wisdom to sharpen the axe that helps him succeed with less effort. Now, that was the amplified Bible version, but I just like that one because it seemed to be the most simplistic to the point version for each one of us to understand. And what jumped out to me is that a dull blade is dangerous. Like, think about that. If you got an axe head and you're trying to chop down a tree, you're going to have to put some extra oomph in there. People end up throwing out their backs. They mess up their wrists and their hands because they're trying to hold on so tight and swing so hard, break your wrists. You end up doing too much and you end up performing work that you shouldn't have to perform if you had a blade that was actually sharp. And man, that's got like a double meaning. That has like a just a beautiful metaphorical philosophy that we are going to unpack today. And I really started thinking about this in the last couple of weeks. And when you really get to looking at and why I didn't want to choose the Proverbs 27 verse 17, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. I shouldn't say not choose it, but not only use just that Bible passage is because when you look at iron and how you sharpen it, usually the best way to do it is from a sharpening stone or a, a honing rod. And in the last few weeks, I was able to what I what I would call have some sharpening stones and honing rods help me sharpen my axe head. So check this out. When I'm mentioning sharpening stones and honing rods, I'm more so talking about like conferences and deliberate gathering of groups that aren't necessarily exactly in the church. And the first one I'm going to talk about that was just eye opening and a uh, a fresher breath air was a man's conference that I attended that focused on how to be a total man, a total man committed to Christ. And the topics range from financial stuff to being single and dating, to being married, to being in a blended family, to just understanding the power and the responsibility that comes to comes with being a man and a man like Christ and being the head of the church type of man and a totally committed man. And the second thing that kind of got me thinking about this or the importance of this was the trip we took with our basketball team. And the trip is just different and it's a little slower pace from the standpoint of we're not in the in our city. We go deliberately out and we end up spending the night at a high school. And the whole purpose of this trip is to build relationships, to build camaraderie, to get to know each other on a different level. And more so just talk about some key things about like learning how to be a great teammate. And not just in basketball, but just in life and the authenticity and just the ability to be real about real issues and real things in life. But from a godly perspective, it's just something that doesn't happen enough. Like it's something you have to be very intentional on doing. And it's kind of like how intentional should we be as Christians? I can tell you, most of us, including myself, we need and have to be a lot more intentional with these type of things. 
there's a beauty when you get a group of men with men who are talking about God and who are sharing, who are sharing real life experiences, but they're not just basing everything off their experiences. We always have that foundation and that go back to the word of God. And I just think about the ability for men to get with men or women to get with women. And then there's definitely a special blessing to being able to get to the opposite sex, especially with somebody who's not trying to get in your pants. And I think that's a major way that God has shown favor to me to be able to have the conversation with, with the opposite sex. And it's a platonic thing. It's not something that's sexual. And just having the ability to learn from them and to listen. Because listening is key. The ability to listen and to learn. And like I've shared before, I coach football and basketball. And every year, I think I attend some type of coaching conference. Like every single year. But I can't remember attending multiple or attending any Christian conferences before this one I did within the last month or two. And so I just did something. I thought about something I would do, especially when I was a younger coach. I would just Google like best coaching conferences in the area. I did the same thing and I just Googled top Christian conferences in 2021. It's amazing what you find on Google. But then I, I came across ChrisBoussardSpeaks.com. I came across EveryManMinistries.com slash conference. I came across Lifeway.com. And that seemed to be geared towards women. But just think about that. But just think about that. What if you did a girl's trip to something like that versus, you know, just going to the Miami and going to the club or going to Florida and getting a tan? Or even the same thing for guys' trips. A guy's trip focusing on some type of Christian conference and building your foundation and building your relationship with God. And just something thinking about Bible studies. I, I looked at Time of Grace's website and they actually have a lot of good resources for either starting a Bible study or just having the material there for you to have great discussions. And something else I wanted to add to that list where I see churches doing is they have something like growth groups. And the whole purpose of that growth group is to have mentors and different people or peers where you can kind of talk or discuss the key points from a sermon or just almost provide like friends and group chats. And I know people are looking for these type of things because we went to go eat. My wife and I went to go eat and we ended up talking to this couple. And this lady was just talking about how she goes on this app and the app's whole purpose is just to find a friend. She just wanted to find a good, normal female friend. And I'm just like, man, how intentional she is to find a friend. We don't have that same intentionality with sharpening our axe head, with finding conferences, with finding groups to to support us in our faith and support us in our walk outside of our church. So in this episode of Stone Sharpens Iron, the challenge for you is this. Find two to three people at the least, at the very least. Now, the real challenge and what I would encourage you to do is to find a conference. And the reason I prefer or say a conference is because that's more focused usually. And the people there are usually trained. But I know that a lot of us don't feel comfortable having those no hold conversations about God and different things that we're experiencing in life. And I can relate with that, too, because there was definitely a time where I was searching for people with similar dispositions or like people that were culturally understanding me because it can be super frustrating or discouraging when you talk to one person and their answer is like, well, just pray about it. Believe in Jesus. 
And then you go to someone else who's supposed to be your friend and your boy, and they start asking about your dating life. And this is this is a true story. And they're not being supportive at all. In fact, the first thing they ask you is, hey, you hit yet? And it's like, no, man. I told you I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to do this God's way. Now, those are the type of people you can bring around. But I would encourage you to have another God-fearing person or two to kind of support what you're saying. So it's not like you're getting sided up against. Or those are the type of people you definitely, especially since you love and care for them, you want to invite to a type of conference or get them to do something that's outside of the box. And I know I mentioned culture and culture differences, but that shouldn't be an excuse. But that relationship and that lingo for transparency, that differs. So if you're not in a mature enough space or in a comfortable enough space to to see that, you got to go with your most comfortable with. And that's why I talked about searching and finding something and being intentional about it. You got to be intentional about your sharpening stone and honing rods. Otherwise, your axe is going to get dull, especially being around other things that just hacking away at it. And just think about it like this. A lot of us have people that we can talk about with sports for hours and hours and hours. At least men do. We have people that we can talk about our dating or even like our sex life or lack thereof. We have people that we can talk about family situations with. We have people that we can talk about work or school life. But like I said, with all this stuff and all these things going on around us, what is our sharpening stone or our honing rod? Because our axe is constantly getting dull. We have people that are constantly taken or draining from us or people that can kind of get us in some mess. And let's just be real. Some relationships and friendships we need extra caution with. And I know sometimes we're looking at it like, well, I'm helping them get better and they're getting a little better. And it's like, no, they not. They just ain't had the opportunity to do the usual mess that they do. And part of you knowing that it's really working or that you're really affecting someone in a positive way is that they make drastic changes or, or this is sad. They just don't want to be around you anymore. And let's get to the non-microwave truth, man. Even when you think things are okay or going okay, if you're not living to get better, you are dying to get worse. So the importance of finding these type of conferences or groups or is how you keep the foundation strong, how you build the foundation up in the right way. And I'm not talking about just having these random, shallow conversations every once in a while of like, hey, how you doing? I'm talking about those type of conversations that people want to have a lot of times for some reason at the bar or when they're drunk or when they're high or those conversations when something has happened that's traumatic and they've experienced some type of death or some type of major loss and they're angry at God. And what makes it so different and unique from having any old random conversation with with your friend or from Tommy down the street or from Gene at work is that these conversations are going to have people using God's word. And it's not just people using their feelings and their experiences, because let's face it, the environments that we are in on a daily basis, a lot of times in our school or work life or when we're just chilling and relaxing. That type of stuff doesn't have us looking at what Christ has done for us and how the father had this perfect, unique plan to show each one of us love and how he sacrificed his son and help us look at the cross and help us look at the empty tomb to find hope 
and see all the grace and mercy that is there for us, like I'm spoiled. In my job, that's the environment. That's the environment that I'm blessed to be in every single day. But man, if you don't have that type of environment, you got to be so deliberate. So I guess my challenge is, man, to, to find a conference, to find a Bible study, find a group. And it's something you have to be intentional about. Search for it. And I know people have heard the phrase that idle time is a devil's workshop. But something that that's really close to also being a devil's workshop is isolation. Like if you can't tell anyone about what you're battling or what you're dealing with, a lot of times you're on some type of janky path. Like there's no other way to put it. And I'm not saying you need to tell every single person in the world your business, but if you can't be real and transparent about the different things that you're struggling with or the things that um, bother you or the things that are keeping a wedge between you really wanting to go all in with God, that's scary. And that's that's very scary. And I want to just tell you three reasons why the man's conference and why the, the trip with my team was so uh, beneficial and just just refreshing. Like, And the first one is there are unique things that I gained from other people who want to live a God pleasing life. Like it can be very discouraging when you feel like you're all alone and trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. And trying to do it all his way. Because a lot of times, we, we know Christians, everybody knows Christians, but we're, we're halfway a lot of times. We're halfway Christians like, all right, one day on Tuesday, I can't be a Christian because I got to go to the club. I got to do this crazy stuff. But then on Wednesday, I can be it because that's church. Sunday, I'm definitely going to be all right. I'm going to be a Christian. And there's, there's so many sometimey Christians in that regard. But when you see people who are excited and all in for God, that's amazing. And then the, the second thing, and I think this is so important is especially for young people, but man, for everybody, because we lose sight of this too, even the older that we get, is that you can have fun in a godly way. And like, you don't have to be drunk, you don't have to be high, and you don't have to find entertainment and disrespect. Like, you can have fun without glorifying sex or death. And you can vibe on ideas, you can vibe on on Christ and what he's done for us. You can vibe on positive things that are really actually positive and, and biblical. Oh yeah, and did I say that drama doesn't have to be the fuel to the fire or the, the fuel to keep something going? Like it's naturally gonna get keep going because it's it's God fed. Or I should say Holy Spirit fed. And the last thing that I think is overlooked too is when and, and this was both from the men's conference and the trip with my with my basketball team. And what sometimes people might not even realize, especially with my basketball team, is we got players from 15 to to 17 years old usually. And obviously I'm older than them. But you will be amazed at how God has already given them different gifts and different talents. And because of their different gifts, they can they can bless me because the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. He's allowing them to show me different things. And and they also are vessels for God. So when are you going to find your sharpening stone and honing rod? And you got to remember, if your axe head gets dull and you don't sharpen this edge, you're going to have to exert more energy and more strength. But, you know, it's, it's just wisdom. It's wisdom to sharpen the axe because it's going to help you succeed with way less effort. So of course we want iron to sharpen iron, but let's also be intentional about finding a conference. 
finding a group, finding a Bible study. Oh, and something I wanted to add before we we close off this episode of Stone Sharpens Iron is I get why we have different denominations, but you also have to remember that there is one true church, and that's just the church of believers. So sometimes that's what sways us from going to a conference or to a different Bible study or different group because it's not the exact same denomination. And of course, you do have to be careful with that. And you always have to continue to reevaluate and judge what they're saying off of what the Bible says, because here's what I found out that that actually does. It makes and allows and forces you to get in the Bible and to figure out why do you believe what you believe? Do you necessarily believe this just because someone told you or do you believe it because this is actually what God says in his word? And not to mention, some of these things don't even get into the nitty gritty details on why we have different denominations or why we are different. But the style can be completely different. And some styles may fit you better than your actual church or denomination that you're in. So that's sometimes why it's good to to see a different lens or perspective or view and keep learning the bottom line is keep learn, keep learning and keep building our relationship with God the reason I said all of that too is because the men's conference that I went to is not the exact denomination that I'm affiliated with in terms of going to a church or, or a membership and then I also said that too is because on our trip with our basketball team every single player is not the exact same denomination so that just that just made me go on a little tangent about that But my challenge for you is to find a good conference, Bible study, or some type of group you can have those real and authentic no-hold conversations with. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Stone Sharpens Iron. And this is the Non-Microwave Truth, a Time of Grace production. Oh yeah, and if you do find some good conference or something, definitely share it with me. Especially since there's so much virtual and online stuff. Like, we really have no excuses. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.